Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Welcome to the Avocado Toast Career Show as part of the Workforce Show. Did you know that, that was the name? I did not know that was the name. Well, my name is Brendan Freehart. I'm joined today by Shana, Shana Glenzer. Yes, nice to be here. Yeah, it's a rainy day in Washington, D.C. We're actually in Arlington recording this, but we made it here. A little wet. A little wet, yeah. So uh, if you're hearing this on the radio or hearing this on a podcast, Welcome. Uh, so, Shana, can you start off by telling me, you're involved with a bunch of stuff, but I think let's do it CrowdScout first and then other things after. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll dive into CrowdScout. So it's great to be here. I'm a Chief Marketing Officer at CrowdScout, and um, I've been there about a year, almost a year. My year anniversary is coming up. Um, and uh, CrowdScout uh, is, is a great company. We are a platform uh, that powers campaigns and advocacy. So nonprofits looking to reach donors, sign up volunteers, um, trade associations looking to move issues, get you know get people on the ground to champion their cause and reach out to their senators, uh, and you know campaigns that are looking or new you know new political parties that are looking for a way to pull all their data together in one place and make sense of it and reach the people that matter most to them. Yeah. So we we talked a little bit before this, um, and it seems like you're you're mostly on the tech side. Do you feel like you've uh, had a foray into politics that you didn't expect, or <laughs> or is it trade associations, or what is that like? Can it it, talk it about was that? yes, it it was uh, and is a, a whole new world. Uh, I come from a, a long career in tech, and you know, started in education technology, and and we work with some education organizations, so that wasn't foreign to me. But you know, decision making processes and uh, the amount of uh, kind of emotion and uh, uh, you know uh, that goes into decisions in this uh, in this you know industry was was new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I have a great teacher uh, in uh, one of my colleagues, Lucy Caldwell, who had done a lot of work in this space, and so I'm I'm learning uh, and trying to get up to speed so that I can. Uh, I can go out and, and be a force for crowd scout in the market. Yeah, one year is kind of young. That must be pretty overwhelming. <laughs> it can be some days, but you know, I've got a great team, which I feel like makes everything a lot less scary. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to talk about your experience in marketing before this, but before that, uh, you were telling me about this kind of pseudo apolitical, like technocratic um, party that has been developed at South by Southwest. Uh, yeah. What was it called again? It's like yeah, a Bitcoin the, the party. Indie par- the indie party. Okay. No, no, no. But yeah, there. It's it's interesting. I mean, I feel like in one one other part of of joining CrowdScout when I did is just the sheer amount of, of of activism that's taking place now. I mean, the number of people that are you know participating in the democratic process mm. and the number of groups that are spinning up. And right. one of them is is this indie party. And yeah, they launched it South by Southwest, which is like a very tech company thing to do, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, they are, are using um, blockchain technology to try, you know, to try to get people to 
be motivated to take part in the political process in in their neighborhoods. They're doing like a bus tour right now. They just launched, so we're, they're at the very beginning phases. But um, but uh, Crowdscout's excited to be a partner with them and and kind of launching this this new party for people that you know might not feel like they fit you know anywhere else. Yeah, I mean I've. I can already feel that getting into your slide deck as they become a more <laughs> constant <laughs> no, they partner. Have, be yeah. like, by the way, you're on to me. There's some really <laughs> weird stuff going on. We're not just like trade unions or something like that. Yeah, no, they are, <laughs> they're a great representation of sort of this new, you know, it, this emerging kind of movement, and also just the you know fact that Crowdscot is nonpartisan and yeah, get to take part in in all different kinds of of movements across the nation and and the world. You you weren't there for the the founding of Crowdscout. No, it was not. I, is, it's is, been almost four years, a little four years now. Is it tough keeping it, not like nonpartisan, but keeping like a diversity of people using the platform, especially you as kind of the marketing channel to reach such a broad swath of people? I, w- I wouldn't say it's it's tough to 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 get the balance. I, th- I think that what's tough about this, you know, is just is just knowing how to to talk about, you know, who we work with, uh, you know, without you know getting too you know, into the weeds or too, you know, into, you know, passionate topic, people, yeah, pa- yeah. topics that people feel very passionate about. So again, <clears throat> but but we are the platform that powers these folks. And we are like, you know, you use Microsoft, you know, all these different groups and campaigns and parties use, they use Microsoft, they all use right. Salesforce. Like right. we are a platform that powers you know, their work. We're not, yeah. con- so, so in that way, you know, it's kind of easy. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's our statement. That's what we do. So, um, and we stick to it. So it's, it's been, um, it's just been a really exciting year to watch the company continue to grow. I'm interested in, so you're a CMO. Mm-hmm. Is that your only job? At the company? Yeah. It, do you also have customer <laughs> no. relations management? Was no, no, a- no. We have an amazing <laughs> uh, customer success uh, ma- uh, director uh, named Alex, uh, but uh, and I get to help the sales team a little bit. So, you know, work with them a lot. And so, but uh, no, my focus is, is on marketing and then, you know, it's a startup, but so you wear all different kinds you of hats. You just do everything. That was my impression. I think that's where I was asking. Not. Um, yeah, no, I work really closely with all with all the groups, but um, yeah. but yeah, m- making sure that we're, we're driving, you know, the, you know, people to, to learn about CrowdScout and, and to become customers is my, you know, happy customers. So what is it? This is a, a bad question, but I really don't know. What is a CMO? <laughs> what Like if you were going to put out the um, garden variety CMO and then so what do they do versus what do you think that you do and the skill set that you bring to as it? A, as a tech you know, company? Yeah, kind CEO, of. Like right, somebody's right. a startup. Is that? Okay, yeah. So, it, it's just a job that I, I, I suspect looks dramatically different from Ten years ago, but probably even two years ago. Yeah, so the job itself looks a lot different than two years ago. The job looks a lot different if you're at a company that has you know two hundred fifty million dollars in sales, mm. or a company that has you know you know ten million dollars in sales. You know, but startup land is wonderful. I love it there, and um, you know, I think for a CMO, uh, you know, at a company like CrowdScout, you know, th- things that you're thinking about now that are really important you know, because of the prolifer- proliferation of that's the right way of saying that. I right? think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of the kinds and the um, sheer amount of communication that's coming at everyone every day uh, is is really figuring out how to send you know to to be honest in your communication to build a good relationship to make sure that you're 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 targeting people with the messages that that they care about mm-hmm. uh, that resonate with them and in an honest way so like not being as there's not as much jargon I feel like in marketing as there used to be right um, but it's also really important obviously that you know metrics are king and in, in, in kind of what we do and and kind of testing and being really 
um, adapt it, change based on what's working and what's not is really important uh, in marketing land these days. That's a lot of balance. So you have to come across as really genuine, which not saying you're not genuine, but it's it's easy to try to paint with too big of a brush and not, and it feels a little bit robotic, but also yes. cut through, have it be exciting enough that it competes for so much mind share mm-hmm. and attention. Um, and trying to trying to stand trying to stand out and like differentiate yourself yeah. while using you know really you know you know just being honest and using really you know plain language I think is you know yeah it's it's challenging but you know that's part of the excitement right and somewhat for someone like me and my you know my amazing team that that I have that works with me um, we we take that on every day so we're super excited yeah I feel like the private sector is getting that pretty pretty down pat if you if you get um, emails from political campaigns which. I kind of occasionally do. Uh, mm-hmm. Where have you seen that the taglines have gotten more and more kind of ridiculous in the email subject? It'll be like, "Please help me," or like, "We <laughs> love you." There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, of of emojis in subject lines these days. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, uh, but but you know, listen, people in political fundraising, you know. I think they are onto something with it. You know, they test everything so much that when yeah. I see these, these, you know, help help me as a subject line. You know what? That probably works. They probably yeah. get like a lot of donations from a help me subject line. But you know, or like the bright red, you know, language or the yellow button that you're like, gosh, that looks awful. But you know, they are experts in what works in email marketing. So I look up to a lot of what they're doing. And and the the way I asked that was a bit dismissive. I guess it's more like. Um, they're, they seem to me to be on the the far end of the spectrum of really testing those metrics, being like, what are people going to mm-hmm. click on? How far we can, can we kind of push this around? Um, and uh, yeah, and as you said, metrics are are yeah. big guiding light for you when it comes yeah. to a lot of these messages, yeah. even though you have to inject humanity into them as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it, it, you, you got to be nimble with you know having a message that resonates, but also you know saying, okay, this is not working, and we need to we need to stop and shift. Well, I don't envy you. Um, well, <laughs> it's fun for me. It's fun for me. I don't. I wouldn't know the first thing about data science, so um, I am. I could not do your job. Uh, but uh, but it's a fun. It's a fun role and, and a great company to be at. It's a weird segue, me saying I don't envy you, but that's what I have. Uh, <laughs> okay. So moving on, um, DC Femtech. I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the event. I watched um, every everyone who is listening to this. I highly recommend. Um, do you want to just describe how they can actually find that little reel that I watched? Because that oh, was well, awesome. It's on our it's on our Twitter uh, account. It's kind of it's it's pinned to the top. So okay. if you just go to DC Femtech uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can you can find that and and watch a little bit more about our award ceremony that we had two weeks ago. So without me blabbing too much more, can you just take everyone through what is DC Femtech? What happened? Um, what was what was so beautiful about it? What, yeah. what what was so evocative, at least for me at my desk watching it? <laughs> sure. So DC Femtech uh, itself was born about four years ago, a little over four years ago, uh, when um, a group of women uh, tech organizers. So they had their own women in tech groups, you know, like a Ruby on Rails or Women Who Code DC. Um, we all got together in a room and realized that that people didn't, the leaders didn't know each other, uh, and that they were all struggling with. With getting the the broader message out that there was this support ecosystem in DC for women in tech, and so um, it was over sushi and wine, uh, and uh, and you know, DC Femtech was born, and, and the goal is to to really lend. Uh, a hand in amplifying the work that's already taking place in all these women in tech organizations that have events 
you know, every week, multiple mm. events a week. Um, but then also to to kind of lend a broader voice to and say, listen, DC is, you know, a an in eco the ecosystem in DC is supportive of you, you know, woman who wants to learn how to code or wants to grow her career and 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 become an executive someday in technology. And so, mm. so we we launched this. It was a collective of women in tech organizations. So we have about oh, over a dozen, uh, been around for about four years. And 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 that first year, we actually, you know, one of the things that we, one of the kind of things that we heard over and over were there were a lot of opportunities for recognition for women in tech who were. CEOs or mm-hmm. heads of marketing or you know executives at the company, but there weren't a lot of opportunities to recognize women who were day in and day out building or designing the technology that was you know, powering you know the, the you know, companies or movements or nonprofits or the government. And so we started the DC Femtech Awards four years ago. So two weeks ago, we had our fourth annual DC Femtech Awards. I didn't even realize it was. Four now. Okay. Yeah. So first year we started, we just recognized women. We just we uh, one category. It was programmers. Uh, we added uh, design in year two, data in year three, and so uh, this year we actually had over six hundred nominations of, uh, for women uh, in the area who uh, who you know were are doing amazing work, uh, and we we narrowed that down uh, to. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the number, but somewhere in like the mid 50s. Um, it's not a quiz of the numbers. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but the idea is that we take opportunity to recognize, uh, to allow women to be nominated, mm-hmm. and then to recognize women that are that are making an impact uh, at their companies uh, and in the community uh, by doing their jobs and doing them well in tech in tech code design and data so that's yeah. the idea and we had uh, over uh about probably 550 people come out to the washington post yeah what a beautiful building by <laughs> oh, the way it was it's a gorgeous <laughs> space and they've yeah. been a, a tremendous partner to us because we keep growing year over year out of spaces um yeah. and and so um we had we even had to cut off um you know our you know registration this year but um it's an amazing opportunity to have women called on the stage got to give real awards this year we had amazing sponsors i mean more sponsors this year than we've ever had and so we got to give them like real like you know awards they can put on their desk it wasn't like a framed piece of paper which yeah. is what it has been but yeah, that's yeah. still significant right, right? right it's i mean it, to me it's about the visibility yes yeah. yes and people company their companies and their colleagues come out in, in troves to like really support these women and uh and and that has been a really exciting um it's been a, really exciting for me that's so. awesome yeah i i found that um the so DC Femtech I discovered through leadership of another organization called um, uh, Code, Women Who Code I think yes. it is mm-hmm. um, probably should have gotten the name right but no Women yeah. Who Code you're right Women Who Code because <laughs> uh, they they actually will bring in sort of not just fems but like kind of everybody and do like teach me like I, I uh, there's a application language called Shiny mm-hmm. that I learned at a Women Who Code mm-hmm. like little mini boot camp mm-hmm. stuff like that i was like oh okay cool that's kind of um really cool to see uh that type of real leadership and mm-hmm. um kind of agency they're a fantastic organization in fact i'm in awe you know dc femtech does f- about four events a year um, mm-hmm. we've got a hackathon coming up in in late july f- called hack for good where we help mm. um nonprofits with kind of distinct projects um uh in october we have uh tour de code which is the entire month of october and and it's really neat all of our organizations strive to, so that um uh, strive to organize something so every night in october there is a different 
event opportunity for women that are trying to enter tech or design. It's awesome. Yeah. Tour de code. Uh, and then uh, and then in this in the in January or February, we have a, an event called Inspire where we encourage women to come and brag about what they have accomplished in the past year and and kind of you know and and we we like have you filled a card like a brag card where you have you know where we and we call on people to share you know what they you know their accomplishments so uh, it's introvert friendly which is kind of nice because there's right. a structure around it yeah, yeah. But it takes you out of your comfort zone anyway so we do four events a year right now uh women who code does like four events a day no yeah, maybe not it, but like it's... definitely like you know six week and so it's you know it's an also an amazing opportunity for emerging women leaders like Tracy on our team um you know leads a part of women who code and 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 helps organize and it's just a good opportunity for women to be able to step up to 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 not only come to class you know people to come and learn but also to kind of build their leadership skills um yeah um and I was gonna I was kind of curious like the the awards now are are focused a lot on that kind of hard technical skill and um but it's still you know, four years is a bit nascent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like the management role and kind of what's in between, like you said, the C-suite and um, not that th- not that there's anything wrong with being like a very hard-skilled programmer, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. in between there that I can see. Uh, pr- you'll probably you'll probably yeah. expand, right? Well, so that's that's the challenge, right? And the challenge is, you know, with DC Femtech, we've you know when we first started, it was sort of like how you. Know, we don't want to try to boil the ocean because we're going to get nothing done. And so yeah. we really stayed focused on women that are, that are, you know, ec- you know, have technical skills and mm-hmm. design skills. And so um, we have had a lot of requests for like product manager, you know, category, for example. And, and there's merit to that, but, um, or like community organizer category, like just to try to reward people that spend so much of their time, you know, invest in the community. But I, I don't know. I, I think that there's something beautiful in focusing. And um, and now we have a leadership team. It's not just up to me. But we have a leadership team at uh, uh, at DC Femtech, which is new this year and amazing for just continuity and not getting burnt out um, uh, myself or, or having Stephanie get burnt out um, organizing. But so, you know, obviously they they're, it's up to them uh, as well. But um, I, it is it is a cog. It, is, it was a decision mm-hmm. that we made to really stay focused in the beginning, and I feel like it's it's served us well. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I immediately felt guilty after asking you to expand the scope of something that already seems. No, 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 huge. no, no, no. Yeah, you're not doing enough. Um, no, no, no. But no, but it is a good question because it is one that we get. In fact, somebody wrote a, a very thoughtful, um, like full page, single spaced. An explanation and rationale behind why we should add a product manager category, mm-hmm. and so you know, people are, are are thinking about it and and want to be able to recognize the women that they work with in a meaningful way. And I think that that's something that's amazed me about how how significant these awards have become. People put them on their on LinkedIn. They you mm. know they they're so proud of 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 having the DC Femtech Award, and so. Um, uh, to the leadership team's dismay, this will probably always be my baby. Um, but uh, but uh, it's it's really significant. And and I must I must brag a little bit. But um, two of my CrowdScout colleagues were also, and I was not involved in the. We had a, a independent panel of judges, really, which bless their hearts because they had to review like hundreds of nominations. Um, but uh, Taylor Poindexter and Tracy King on my team both uh, 
uh, were uh, recognized in the code category. So yeah, uh, we we spoke to Taylor here. You, oh yeah, no, yeah, amazing yeah. interview. Everyone should go listen to that. Uh, Taylor Taylor's awesome. We have uh, um, lots of amazing women at, at CrowdScout, um, as she mentioned. Um, nearly fifty percent of our our, our tech uh, and uh, product team are women, and so um, they were all nominated, and um, and 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 we're excited that Taylor and and Tracy were recognized. I found listening back my giggles to be distracting. I've been working on keeping them. <laughs> it's more okay subdued, to be a fanboy. Some people deserve your fanboyness, and, <laughs> yeah. and Taylor is one of the is one of them. And I, I I feel that way sometimes when I'm chatting with her and other members of our team. It's we'll it's have such to ask their listeners about that. <laughs> so that is. I see a Another poll coming. Are we doing a poll online a poll, about, yeah. your, about your giggles? I don't know about being a fanboy. Um, yeah, no. not, not even going okay. right, to comment on that. Moving on. Next topic. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in addition to CrowdScout and DC Femtech, um, uh, and this is how I you came on my radar, which mm. is I, I love the DC Tech kind of organization, all the stuff that goes on as a happy hour. This Thursday, for instance, yes. um, and uh, an opportunity for people living in D.C. to not feel like total misfits because we don't work in policy. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that was my intro. I'm talking about D.C. Tech, of course. Yeah. Would you like to tell the listeners yeah, about that? Um, so D.C. Tech Meetup is, uh, has been around for, gosh, probably six years now um, and uh, uh, started by um, some, some folks, including Peter Corbett and D.J. Saul and... Um, Gosh, so many others that are that are slipping my mind, but um, uh, that you know really wanted to elevate the profile of DC as an innovation town, and so it, every, we have a, a twenty three thousand, I think now um, member uh, group, uh, and our monthly we, we meet monthly. Sometimes it's drinks because you know for once in a while folks need a break, um, and uh, uh, but. We uh, every month we generally get about six or seven companies on the stage uh, for a four and a half minute demo of their of their company of their product, uh, and it's a and it's a great uh, it's a great chance for people to see that DC is more than than just you know uh, politics down. Yeah, is it? I gotta I gotta ask. Is it hectic behind the curtain? Getting I mean you you've had such a litany of different companies, and it isn't like. Um, like Booz Allen Consultants, nothing that there's wrong with that, but like it's it's like small startup private sector companies, um, and just tons of them. Yeah. Uh, how how do you do you mind telling me how you pull that off? You yeah, don't have to. No, yeah. it, it, no, it, it's well, we have a whole organization organizing team, and we each sort of take a month, and we have folks submit on online, but you know it's it's hard sometimes. People are, you know just want to come talk, give a talk, and that's not what DC Tech Meetup is about. It's about showing you know viable products that you've built out of in DC. Um, so it's a it's a lot of sort of networking and saying, oh, you know what, I saw this company at a Cooley Capital call, or I saw this company you know pitch here, and you know they're super interesting and they're flying under the radar, and we should harass them to come and and pitch a dc tech meetup so yeah, right. that's a lot of how how we do it just sheer um twitter or email harassment of uh of founders and technologists at uh at yeah emerging companies <laughs> I, i'm sure a lot of them see you as a vector for marketing but what what type of um what type of pushback do you get like i'm not ready we don't have a product yet. <laughs> well, we uh, we we scan for we only you know, approach people that are out of beta, so we don't okay. allow folks that are kind of we don't we have a cutoff for folks that are still in beta. We don't. It's not something that we um, 
we want to make sure that we're focused and folks we're having on the stage. I don't know, you know, a lot of times it's not the right time or, you know, it's not the right timing or we have this big launch coming up. Can we wait until, you know, the fall? So we keep like a running, we keep a good running list of companies that are on, you know, on tap for um, future editions. And um, and then, you know, on the, the months where we're maybe a little light or just have all have a lot going on, we have things like this Thursday's uh uh, yeah. drinks edition coming up yeah. so um but we're excited june 11th is our next um big meetup uh, at the washington post um yep. so f- folks need to register on eventbrite which due to new rules at washington post on security but uh it's exciting to get you know 400 people or a m- little more in a room every month to see what's going on in tech also you could recycle like new track maven features or new like crowd scout or or sort of well, people who are have, people who are like involved in adjacent and dc tech already yeah, yeah. yeah that is true that we, we have a rule you can't you can't have demoed in the last two years to get back on stage we're oh. strict we have a we, we have a process in place that it, was not an helpful. accusation okay. i'm saying that the, <laughs> no, 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 it no, seems no. like a broad network <laughs> no 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 it is you know, believe me a crowd scout was on the stage you know like a month and a half or two months after i joined the company it was it was my it was my first uh you know first first things I roped uh, George, our CTO, into. So I wanted to ask you then, what is um, what do you find unique about DC Tech? Or you, if that's too much of a loaded question, what do you like about it the most? Yeah, well, I think what's unique is one of the things I love, which is, you know, we are sort of a, we sort of have the underdog identity uh, as the, you know, as te- you know tech or innovation and, and in a town that is just known for politics and policy and, 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 and I think that really unifies the people in, the, that are in the community. Um, it's chip on the shoulder. We, yeah, I mean, listen, we we try hard. Our Avis, right, number two. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's their that was their whole thing. Um, and so, you know, we are really. I think it really solidifies the idea of community in DC tech, um, and 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 makes people sort of cheer for each other. Or, you know, um, you know, of course, we all compete for talent um mm-hmm. and uh and that is a very real you know that is very real especially with like thoughts of amazon coming etc but oh, um i know but um but it it's it's a it's more of a unifying factor than it is anything else and i think that's what's unique about it and one of the things i really like about the space sadly we are coming close to time um we usually talk a lot more about your career so can i ask you even though you probably had a very impressive and meaningful career can we nutshell like the (laughs) so so usually careers go on the college one two three companies and then where you are now does it does your career fit on that was there some weird like camping trip that took two years or or how do we (laughs) no 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 no. graduated college uh you know you know came to dc Slept on the sleeping bag on the floor of a friend's house. <laughs> yep. Tried to find a job, got one. Um, you know, graduated in marketing college. Did you know, started uh, with the job that I could find, which was in sales. So I have a sort of you know, my career weaves between sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes intentionally, sometimes un- unintentionally. But a long stint at Blackboard. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I loved about Blackboard was that you know I had several jobs at Blackboard, and it was if you put your faith in them and, and you proved yourself, you know, they would sort of return the favor and let you try things that you know I became an outside sales rep because I knew it would make me a better marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, but they gave me a chance to go, you know, carry a, a large quota for the company when I've I I've heard it's a really cool company. I miss that yeah. weird little building over on uh, yeah, it's, New York. Yeah, it's very, di- I left in 2013 and, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, a lot has changed, but um, it was a, an amazing experience for my growth in my career. And then I sort of joined Startup Land after that with when our CEO of Blackboard started Social Radar. So, um it's been it's been a great a, a really rewarding ride and and one of the things I love doing now is that I get to 
you know, I get to build teams of marketers. Um, uh, and and I love I love that part of my job and helping people be successful. Next time, I'd like to ask you about that. Okay. That sounds really interesting. Um, <laughs> like and then just one last question, which uh, we can edit it out. Uh, do you mm-hmm. have any? <laughs> do you have any uh, career advice or anything? Yeah. What was your worst career advice? Is another way to ask that. Well, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's that's a harder one, right? Um, so yeah, let me tell you. So so maybe the best two pieces of career advice I got. One was uh, that uh, when I first joined Blackboard, I was I, I, I was encouraged to go ask people that are very high level at the company to go to lunch with me so that I could understand their careers. And uh, I had no sort of right to do so, but many of them complied. And um, I've learned I learned a lot from uh, executives about their career paths. And then I developed a lot of great relationships and they helped me with their with my career along the way. So sort of taking a chance at reaching out to some people that maybe you think are, are not, you know, wouldn't be willing to meet with you, but it's worth taking a chance. And then the other one is just, you know, just to say yes, you know, I got offered a lot of opportunities over time um, that I felt maybe under you know, underqualified for or that, you know, I that there was a better fit somewhere else, you know, someone else. Um, but by saying yes, you know, to, to that opportunity um, to speak on a panel or something like that, you know, it provided more opportunities or more relationships or other job, um, you know, connections that that I benefited from down the line. So sort of just to have faith in other people and then, you know, faith enough in yourself to say, to say yes um, and to, to go do it. Shanna, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.